Albet. Good morning, Al. How are things? Did you get a lot of rain over there overnight? You know, I don't know. I didn't have any mail to take down today, oh. <laughs> so I got a. We had an inch and a half in the gauge from uh, the weekend, so I dumped that out. So I don't know how much. I watched a couple softball games last night in New Ulm, and the weather behaved there. So we got the got to watch them them play anyway. And uh, on the way home, it sprinkled a little bit off and on, but. I, I don't know how much we got. Well, it but, was uh, very steady when I woke up in the middle of the night. I don't remember what time it was rain, and I thought, man, that's a lot of rain. And I looked in the rain gauge. It said four inches, but I think that was on top of the two inches we may have had. But still, that's that's quite a bit of rain, and we've been getting a lot lately. And I had actually put out a bunch of little bowls that I had buried in the ground around the hostas with and filled it with beer because I was going to try and capture some slugs. But all sure. that rain basically turned all the beer into... Well, water, and I don't think that it didn't work. So, <laughs> and there's nothing worse than a bunch of sober slugs, R- right? They just they just go nuts, and it's better to have them a little bit inebriated. Yeah, everywhere I I've been behind the steering wheel for um, pretty much forever here, and everywhere I've gone, it seems that I have dragged um, rain along with me. The only place I was unable to do that was out in Oklahoma, where they really needed the rain. They would have loved to have anything we could, uh, I could have brought with me. But other than that, everywhere I go, man, it's been raining. I was, uh, this weekend, I was in Carrington and Devil's Lake, North Dakota, uh, speaking at Potholes and Prairies Birding Festival and doing some uh, leading of uh, birders around. And uh, Do they was, have a uh, lot of potholes there, why they call it that? Is there a reason? Yeah, yeah, there's a huge... Uh, Potholes and Prairie area, or Prairie Pothole area, or however you want to word it, that um, they raise about 60% of the waterfowl that are found in the United States. And it's, really? I, I should say North America, because the pothole region extends into Canada, too. So there's uh, ducks galore and a lot of uh, beautiful uh, shorebirds, uh, American avocets and that kind of thing that are out there. So it's uh, I go out there every year, and I just look forward to being there. It's just a wonderful place to be. And a lot of people uh, say, oh, I'm going to North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Well, you got a <laughs> wedding or something out there? You know, Why would you go to North Dakota otherwise? I, it's one of my favorite places on earth, uh, right around Carrington. It's north of Jamestown. Not too far from oh, Minot, uh, Bismarck is in that area. But Devil's Lake drove on a road that has uh, Devil's Lake as a lake that keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Two little towns have gone away because the Devil's Lake, the lake, not the town, has uh, just taken them over. Now that's an they, interesting concept because a lot of places the lakes are getting more shallow and they're worried about losing the water. Now, what's the deal? Why are these getting deeper? No outlet. Really. Oh, uh, yeah. But they and must be getting a lot of rain or something to keep it full. They are, and it's the one of the roads I was driving on. It's been raised five times. They keep oh raising it to a higher level. This road all the time. There's a Sully's Hill Refuge out there, which is one of my favorite places to go birding. And they have a bison herd there, just like uh, many, very similar to Minneopa in that way. But, uh, yeah, it's what change it has wrought to that land. The fishermen like it. Um, 
there's walleye fishermen and northern fishermen and perch fishermen, and I believe it's brown trout that they stock Devil's Lake with. So when I went drove by there, there was just uh, boats everywhere out there enjoying the, the fishing out there. Is it recreational, oh. too? I mean, I was going to say, because people water ski, I mean, couldn't they make it into a big tourist attraction or something? You know, and that's a really good question. I thought about that while I was out there, and I was going to ask uh, the bus driver, because bus drivers know everything, yeah. and then I neglected to do that. So I don't know. I never see anybody doing that. I hmm. see fishermen out there. So, But it might be just because of the time of the year that I'm there, too. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I'll have to, next time I'll have to ask that. So. I also I want to thank everybody at the Potholes and Prairies Birding Festival for allowing me to be out there and babble to them, and also everybody that was on the Pelican Breeze boat, and everyone at the Red Rock Center in Fairmont for allowing me to, to visit with them. So it's a lot of nice people in the world, and I'm just so happy to know them. I'm, I have a stack of newspapers, Karen, about, I'd say about two foot high here that I'm uh, getting my way through page by page because I, I have to look at each page. And uh, I see all the folks on the front page that are up to all kinds of shenanigans. And <laughs> I, I have to say, after being on the Pelican Breeze and at the Red Rock Center and at this uh, burning festival in North Dakota, Man, the people I know are all in the last page, I think. Uh, they, you what, know, the obituaries? No, oh, oh, way okay, in the good. back where they're <laughs> getting an award for oh, some good. kind of humanitarian <laughs> thing that kind of finds its way towards the back of most okay. papers because uh, I've been involved with newspapers all my life, and I, you know, the, one of the first things you're taught is if it bleeds, it leads. So right. that's, uh, you know, terrible things find their way to the front page. But, man, I'm just glad to know all those people people that are farther back in the newspaper. Um, my lawn is uh, many shades of green with all the rain, uh, but I'm able to walk on it. So life is good. I don't care if it's plantain or dandelion or uh, Dutch clover. It just it, it looks good when it's green. I have a catalpa, which was blooming beautifully in the yard, but all the rain has kind of knocked the the petals off. For those uh, of people who don't know, a catapa is a tree, a big tree. It's a huge tree with big white flowers, and they have these long uh, bean-like seed pods coming down. And uh, it, we are shorted greatly here in Minnesota by not having a whole lot of flowering trees. We get lilacs for a short period of time and some of the crab apples and apples, but catalpa is our big tree with you know, huge showy flowers. I used to think catapas were only in the southern states because I remember going to Kansas for a 4-H trip and that was the first time I ever saw one and so I always just assumed they were a further south tree. I guess there just aren't a lot of them around. Yeah, yeah we're, we're kind of hard on the winters here are just hard on every kind of plant I think that can't um, hide underground or under snow. So if they're out there, and we can certainly see that in our arborvitae and some of our other evergreens and conifers that are really, really a lot of brown on them. The Japanese lilacs are beautiful, though, and yes. I love that smell. I, I was walking down a street uh, somewhere, I don't even remember <laughs> where, but I, I stopped people and said, smell that. 
so you know they probably reported me to the police. Especially if you later. lifted your arms up or something. While yeah. you're doing it. <laughs> they were very nice, and they just kind of humored me and said, "Oh, that's that's very nice. nice. <laughs> what is that?" And they probably knew what it was, but I said it was lilac and went off on my lit, my lilac litany for them, and I and then walked down the street. But it was nice of them. Uh, Boy, this morning there was a cacophony of crow sounds from my backyard, and the birds were bedeviling something. I'm seeing an eastern Phoebe. I had its bill filled with nestling chow, and I gazed at a wood duck box in the backyard. Uh, Paul Peters of Ceylon called me and said he'd seen wood ducklings jumping from a nest box, and it's an amazing thing to witness. I've been lucky to see that, and we were both agreed that was just incredible. It's it's cool to see it on a video or in a film or something, but to see it out there in uh, real life, it's just uh, it's an incredible thing. I stopped at, uh, by a wetland to gawk at the birds there. There's a redneck grebe that's nesting in Freeborn County for the first time in that anybody's ever recorded. And I watched a double-crested cormorant. It was perched with its wings spread on an open branch, and it's doing that in order to dry its feathers after fishing. And you'd think, it's a water bird. Why wouldn't, it's, why wouldn't it be waterproof? It should, its mm-hmm. feathers should, they should, they become soaked, though, rather than shedding water like those of a duck. A duck, we always talk about, it runs like water off the back of a duck. Off a cormorant, it doesn't run off. And there's thought. Some scientists believe that the 